0: Hi, I'm Aiden. And I'm Don Carlo. And you're listening to Binge Watchers, where we talk about everything TV.
1: Everything? Everything. Tune in as we discuss
0: a new show every episode. And we'll decide if it's binge watchable.
1: This is Binge Watchers.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Binge Watchers today for a very special episode. Um, Today, Aiden and I will be talking about the Amazon Prime original series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. This is a guilty pleasure show for me, but it's a guilty pleasure show that I absolutely love. Guilty pleasure?
0: You feel guilty watching the show? (laughs) I feel like
1: I'm not the target demographic for this show. I feel like it's like people like my mom. That's how I got Mm -hmm. into the show. Is that like at late nights? Um, me and my mom would just watch TV, and I was like, oh, what's this show, Mrs. Maisel? I feel like I'm definitely not the target audience for it, but it's such a good show, and I was like, oh my god, it's so good. I, I feel, feel like, like I had you, to watch yeah. it.
0: I feel like even though you're not the target audience, like you can, it's enjoyable to like majority of people because it's so well made. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, completely. So you just did you watch the show like recently, or just after all three seasons came out, or did you watch it uh, when it first premiered?
1: No, no, no. I watched it, I think, I'm not too long ago, um, but I didn't watch it when it premiered, no. We mm-hmm. watched it, like, well after, like, season two was out, and then season three came out pretty shortly after. I was like, oh, wonderful, season three is out. We can go watch it.
0: Oh, uh, okay, so you started after season two and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, after, way, some, after, way after. Way season after season two premiered, yeah. For yeah. me, it was, I actually started it in season one, like, shortly after season one premiered. Because wow! I, yeah, because I kept hearing about it, and then it was like, oh, Mrs. Maisel's so good. It got, like, 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. And I love, like, you know, the 1950s aesthetic, like, with the clothing yeah. and the stuff like that. And, you know, the poster of Midge surrounded, by, Midge is the main character, by the way, of mm-hmm. the main character surrounded by these men, like the poster, and she's looking back, and all the men are in gray suits, and then she's wearing like this pink dress. Yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, you I know, you about. know, you know that poster, and I was like, "Oh my god, this looks like uh, a feminist piece of like a woman trying to make it big in a 1950s setting when you know they couldn't or it was hard for them to do so, right?" Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. watched it first episode. I was hooked. It was like Stranger Things. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I was, it's, I was hooked.
1: <laughs> it's one of those shows that completely pulls you in. It's um. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's it's such an addictive show. Like you, you fall in love with all the characters. It's just it's absolutely brilliant.
0: It really it's is amazing. Well, basically, Mrs. Maisel is a series that premiered on Amazon Prime. It was one of, uh, Amazon. It's it became one of Amazon Prime's biggest original series. Sort of like what Stranger Things did with Netflix, uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel did on Prime Video, and it premiered on at 2017. Actually, wow, it's been. Uh, it was three years, three years at the show, and the this, this show has three seasons, and it was created. I don't know if you know this, but it was created by the same creators as you know the show *Gilmore Girls*. Yeah, what? yeah, it's just like the same showrunner as *Gilmore Girls*. It's I cool. did not know that. Yeah, and *Gilmore Girls* is also like extremely popular. I haven't watched the show, but. Um, Oh, but you've heard of Gilmore Girls. Of course, oh everyone heard, hears of Everyone's Girls. heard of yeah. Gilmore
1: Girls. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And wow, f- I
0: didn't know that. And it's amazing because she, the it's a female showrunner that created Gilmore Girls. She moved on to, this was like her next project, Marvelous Miss Maisel. And it became just as big, if not even bigger, because of all the uh, Emmy wins and stuff like that. So Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, it, it became super popular with critics. All three seasons are critically acclaimed, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and it was nominated, uh, if you count all three seasons in total, nominated for 54, 54 nominations in total. 54 yeah. nominations? Yeah, for, for the Emmys, for the Emmys, yeah. Wow. And all, for all three seasons, and it won 20 in total out of those 54, which is not bad at all. That's amazing. That yeah. is fantastic. It won. Uh, it was one of the few shows that uh, won in its first season. Cause you know how Emmy sometimes they don't win for their first season; they win for like their second or third or fourth. Yeah. Oh Mark- yeah. Miss Mazel was so popular in 2017 that it won. Like it won. It swept like the almost all the. Comedy categories in the Emmys, winning Best Actress for Rachel Brosnahan, who plays the title character of Midge Maisel, and Best Comedy Series, and also Best Supporting Actress for Alex Borstein as um, Midge's friend and manager, Susie Myers. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, Susie's yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. she's great. Alex Borstein actually won twice. She won for both season one and two uh, for Marvelous Miss Maisel. So she's, like, highly successful now, I'm guessing. Like, wow. It's amazing. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Well, look, I knew the mm-hmm. show was really good. I didn't realize that one, it was up for, like, 56 <laughs> nominations. Holy I know, right? Smokes. 54
0: yeah. nominations in total. Emmy nominations in total. Like, that's crazy. For all three seasons, though, in total. I know I, I couldn't check, like, individually, but in total, it's 54.
1: That's um, that's phenomenal. Well, you got to give them credit. Like,
0: that's, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. But the show basically follows this uh, woman named Midge Maisel who is married to uh, her husband, Joel Maisel. And... They have two kids together, and I think, uh, refresh my memory, do they live together alone, or does she live with their parents?
1: I believe they live with their
0: parents, yeah. Yeah, they both still live with their parents, but, uh, Joel's working, obviously, but Midge is not, and one night, um, Joel tries to pursue his, like, you know, comedy career, because he wants to be a stand-up comedy comedian or something like that, and, um... They go to this cafe, or it's a cafe, right? The Gaslight Cafe? Yeah, the Gaslight Cafe. Yeah, and um, Joel makes some really unfunny jokes, or, like, not... Was it unfunny, or, like... Joel makes the crowd laugh
1: Mm -hmm. like no other comedian can, but it's later revealed that
0: Joel very much stole jokes. Mm -hmm, Stole jokes, and I think, like, there's a scene in the car in the pilot episode where, like, Midge is, like, helping him create jokes or something like that. And she is super funny. And she's super funny, but then uh, she just has to watch her husband do it, and uh, he can't come up with jokes himself because he's not that funny. Yeah, he took all the credit. He took all the credit. And then it is revealed later on, not really a spoiler because it's the first episode, that uh, Joel has has to leave Midge because he feels... I don't know, like he felt like unhappy in the marriage. He felt threatened like mm-hmm. and he was having an affair with his secretary. Exactly. What's what tea? What tea? <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. Joel, you mm-hmm. scoundrel. Oh, also, how, sure. how the how the hell could Joel cheat on Midge and Maisel? Oh my
0: god, what Midge's, an idiot. Midge is so beautiful. Like, that's the catch right there. And she's just. Ugh. Joel is not the most likable character. <laughs> as yeah, you can Joel's tell a already. real Goomba in the show. hmm But. Uh, let's talk about
1: season one. So what do you think of, about season one? Season one, I remember, like, I for a lot of television that me and my mom watch, sometimes I'm interested, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not. But we started watching Marvel's Mrs. Maisel, and you just you fell in love with it. You yes. fell in love with all the characters, oh except God. Joel. Joel's a Goomba. <laughs> I, I don't
0: like Joel. He did get um, better later on, but we'll talk oh, about Oh, he gets that. better, yeah. yeah. We'll talk yeah.
1: about it in a little bit. But, uh, like, the, it's it's just it's such an interesting show, but it's such an interesting period piece because you mm-hmm. feel like... You're really It really takes you back into uh, into the 1950s, 1960s. Mm-hmm. You, can, you really feel like you're there. But you were just rooting for uh, Miriam Midge Maisel. Her first name is actually Miriam. Midge is her, mm-hmm. her, uh, her nickname. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Maisel, you're rooting for her the whole time. She gets this job at the... Uh, B. At Altman? This, uh, yeah, the Altman. B. Altman, um, yeah. B., uh, B.
0: Altman, which is like this department store. Mm-hmm. But it's I think so I heard that was real, too. B. Altman? Yeah. Yeah,
1: the is real, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, it, everything feels so... It feels like I'm watching a Wes Anderson movie every time I watch. Oh, yeah, because it's yeah. very, like... It has, like, that whimsical
0: quality yeah, to it, and it has, like, like, a lot of detail to it in its clothing it's, and its cinematography.
1: It's almost on the verge of being stylized, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think it
0: is high, highly stylized, especially in its production and stuff. Like, it has a massive budget if you look into it. Like... <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the places... I can't even
1: imagine what the, the the budget for the production design would be. Like, I they couldn't... They'd have to make a,
0: remake all those sets
1: mm-hmm. to make
0: a out of the may, 50s. And even the uh, exterior shots of, like, Midge walking down the city and stuff like that in her... And all the cars, all the people wa- <laughs> all the people walking down the streets in their 1950s clothing. It feels so real, right? It feels so... Oh, real. yeah. Yeah. Um... But Midge, after Joel breaks up with her, um, she goes on a, a sort of a drunk bender and goes and crashes this, um, I think she crashes the same cafe or something like that, the Gaslight Cafe that Joel mm-hmm. performs in. And um, she's just like this hot mess. And then she just, she's wearing her pajamas. She's not even wearing like outdoor clothes. She's wearing her um like pajamas and then she's just going off and she does the funniest stand-up ever like she like the the dialogue in this show the the showrunners if you watch gilmore girls they're really known for uh good dialogue and fast you know how it's like really fast witty dialogue and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so she's just like talking trash about her husband and talking about how like she like and it was just so funny it's just so funny Yeah,
1: Yeah. honestly, it's just absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you know what? It's just one of the things about the show. It's got Mm -hmm. such fantastic
0: dialogue that, like, you just fall in love with all the characters because everything is just so witty, right? Mm Mm-hmm, so witty. And then, um, what's it called? She gets the attention in the cafe by one of the bartenders or something like that. Susie myers yeah and once even though midge is like extremely drunk and stuff like that and then she uh, ends up flashing her tits in front of the whole audience because she's like she wants to feel liberated as a woman so she just ups her tits and then gets caught by the police oh gosh because it was the 50s, yeah. you can't do stuff. Unfortunately, you couldn't do stuff like that, even though she should, because, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> I would do that <laughs> if I had tits. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyways. Oh, um, man, DQ. Anyways, um, Susie, it catches the attention of Susie, and Susie's like, oh my gosh, like, sh- this girl has like a star quality to her because she's so good at stand up. And then uh, they sort of partner up and become this team. To make Midge the biggest stand-up comedian star ever, and one of the first breakout female comedians ever. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: such an awesome journey that you get to see uh, Miss Mazel and uh, Susie Myers go on. You're mm-hmm. rooting for both of them, but at the end of the show, I remember the ending of season one. Oh, I not It's just such a fantastic ending. It's um, mm-hmm. it's uh, oh, what's she like, say? It's like my name is Mrs. Mazel, and it just ends with her coming up with her stage name.
0: Yeah. you just you fall in love with the show. Good then. evening and good night. Good evening. Or something like that. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's yeah. It's just a fantastic. Really is just a fantastic like she she, really, season
0: one. Yeah. She really. really comes into her own in, yeah. in that show. Yeah. Because she um, always like she never really had a life purpose. She was just like this housewife. And she went to school just be, for a degree that she didn't even need. Like, was it Russian literature or something like that? <laughs> the, yeah.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. She went to college for or university for, and she got this completely U- useless degree. Yeah,
0: just, what was it? Yeah, Russian literature. Just to, I think it was just honestly. Why did she even go to school? I think she just. I think she did it to him.
1: meet, a, uh, meet a, a
0: husband. Yeah, meet a husband. Literally. Yeah, and then uh, it really taps into that ideology of like women. Uh, just pursuing useless degrees in order to just really to find themselves a man, which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I think one of the really good things that Mrs. Maisel does, or the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel does, is just it delves into topics like this, like mm-hmm. like what does it mean to to what does it what does it mean to be a family? Um, mm-hmm. What is the role of a man or a woman in society? Yeah. Our societal roles. Um, it, feminism it does with all mm-hmm. that stuff it does it so tastefully but it really mm-hmm. makes you think and it does it's such a it's such an awesome show to watch because mm-hmm. it really gets you thinking about that stuff. And it delves into so many topics about, like, mm-hmm. the 1950s and 60s. Like, we'll delve into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 2 and 3 delves into, like, the Red Scare and, like, untasteful mm-hmm. literature in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> but it, it delves into that stuff, but it really just it brings you into this world and it makes you
0: think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things the show does really well because it really, yeah, it just it gets you thinking. And it does it smoothly. It doesn't do it with uh, shoving it down your throat or something like that. Like, it, it doesn't... It- Uh, in a way that's understandable to the audience, but also very much true to that era. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember, but you know, like in the early episodes of season one, you see Midge um, sort of, she wakes up earlier than Joel in like 4 or 5 a.m., and then she would just check her weight, check her waist size. And do her makeup. Sh- do her makeup. Like, make sure all, like, her skin is perfect and make sure her hair is perfect. And she just measures, like, her ankles or something. Like, she just makes sure she's, like, the perfect weight, the perfect height, the perfect woman, right? And yeah. then, like, I think in a later episode, like, it's this like, Midge is doing it in this, like, montage sequence or something like that, right? Where she's just, like, checking herself out and stuff like that. And then there... Like, in a later episode, the mother... Her mother, who was just basically, like... Uh, a carbon copy of what Mitch used to be. Like, before she became a stand-up comedian. And she would just also, like, check her... Do this exact same thing. Like, she would take, like, this... What was it like the measuring tape or something, and then measure her waist, measure her height, measure, do her makeup, do her hair. Like you remember that scene? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: but it's those sequences that I think are just so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That they the, these little sequences, no dialogue, just mm-hmm. it's a, just a work
0: sequence. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's sequence. just Look it's at you using RTA. Exact, yeah,
1: thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm bringing our RTA uh, RTA definitions into our podcast. Yeah, but it just it's so brilliant because like that one sequence just. It gives so much insight, and it provides such an interesting commentary on 1950s, 60s gender roles, Mm -hmm, right? Exactly. I mean, it makes it so sad, though, that you hope that we've changed as a society. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I I hope we've changed society, but it's sequences like that. And the show's got so many of them about so many different things. Yeah, yeah. And it just, oh my, it just, it's such a, uh, yeah, I can't, I'm really glowing about this show. I know. Yeah, it's just such a fantastic show. And those, it's sequences like that, Mm -hmm. that
0: really almost make the show for me. Mm -hmm. And the dialogue, I think that's, um, aside from all the production stuff, like the dialogue is just incredible. Like, I don't know how these actors... Can memorize like pages and pages of the, of those lines because they talk in like 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 uh, top speed like really oh, really yeah. fast. They talk really really fast. <laughs>
1: yeah they're absolutely it's just absolutely brilliant. It's so it's witty and they, it's yeah. funny. And it doesn't they feel hit no, more all more the comedic it doesn't feel
0: beats too even though they're so fast. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't feel forced, which I think mm-hmm. is so yeah. awesome about yeah. the show. It does not it feel forced. Yeah. 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 Uh another thing is yeah, like even the pilot episode, um the, the pilot episode, it's actually free, available to watch on YouTube, even if you don't have Amazon Prime, if you didn't know that. Uh, episode 1 is available, and it's an hour-long it's an hour long show, but the script is actually 74 pages long. Yeah! Ooh. And usually uh, if it's, like, an hour-long drama or hour-long comedy event, like, it's supposed to be, like, around 55 to 60 pages, Marvelous Miss was all 74 pages because they have extra dialogue, and also because, like, they talk in, like, top speed we actually learned this in dramatic writing aiden uh, yeah
1: usually so usually when you're writing a script it's one minute per page mm-hmm, is usually mm-hmm. what it is but clearly with mrs Maisel, so
0: much stuff happens on screen mm-hmm. that uh they, they need to they need to smash your pages yeah yeah and, and they talk like really really fast so that it, it goes through those pages really quickly like less than a minute and stuff like that so yeah yeah it's really really cool um, another thing, I don't know if, I think you remember this too. Remember when Midge was getting, Midge gets a job at this department store called B. Altman. And mm-hmm. then she tells her dad about it. Her dad is Tony Shalhoub, who plays, uh, character Abe Wiseman, her dad. And, um, she's basically like, oh, dad, like, I got a, I got a job. And then he's like, he's like asking her like all these questions. Like, you know, you need a bank account, right? And then she's like, I already have a bank account. And he's like, okay and then he goes back into the kitchen he's like oh but you know it's going to be a lot of work right and she's like i know it's going to be a lot of work like it's al- <laughs> it's almost yeah. like you know like she did- he's like s- super surprised and he doesn't expect that his daughter would uh, get a job like it's so like unbelievable to him to the uh-huh. point where he's just like oh like i don't like, are you sure you can do this? Like, he asks, like, the same similar questions of, are you sure you need this? You need to do that? And she, he doesn't fully believe that Midge is ready to have a job and stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Once again, more more brilliant commentary. mm mm-hmm. And just a one little
0: sequence. It provides so much insight. Exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, her mother also is, like, very disappointed in Midge for a lot of the decisions. Her parents in general are disappointed with a lot of the decisions that Midge makes throughout the season because they have like an older generation mindset, even older than Midge and Joel. So they look down on the couple for, first of all, splitting up was like taboo, especially splitting up with children. Um, And also, Midge trying to get a job, and Midge trying to be an independent woman, which her mother doesn't even like. So, because her mother has this, like, you know, thing where it's like, I have to be this perfect woman. Like, I have to be ladylike. I have to dress nicely. I have to let the man work and stuff like that. And Midge just goes on her own way with Susie. um, who Susie is like, I, I love Susie and Midge together because they're, like... They contrast each other so much.
1: That's a yeah. brilliant. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. They do. They contrast each other so well. Like Miss Maisel is, she's happy, she's excited, she's driven, and Susie's just kind of this grouchy manager. Yeah, but she. Oh my God, their banter is so, so
0: good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, it's so funny. And, um, yeah, like Midge's. Even though she tries to become more independent, like she still maintains like this ladylike quality in the way she dresses and the way she acts, Susie was never ever like that. So she ha- she has like a big potty mouth. She drops f bombs and like it's swear just absolutely words hilarious. all the time. And then like she has like this amazing banter with with Midge. And yeah, as we mentioned, what else happened in season one that you want to talk about? Like that was so uh, good. One like, the
1: two two important things I think that I I always think about. When I watched Mrs. Maisel, one, mm-hmm. both Joel and Miss Maisel themselves are actually not that much older than us. I believe. I know. At the time of season one, I both Midge surprised. and Joel are mid twenties. For, for wow. reference, me and DQ are nineteen. Mm-hmm. They're not that much older than us, and they're they already like have a family.
0: Even, they're not even a decade older than us. They're like less yeah. than half a decade older than us, and they're they already have kids. They are already working and stuff like that in the workforce or at least Joel yeah, was. Yeah,
1: it's pretty, so, it's pretty yeah. crazy. Another thing is that, um, so, okay, so both their kids are, like, almost... They don't really show up that much, but it's almost like this running gag in the show is that mm. the kids don't really have a presence. In fact, they're, they're pretty much off to the side the whole time.
0: Yeah, no because, one pays attention to the kids. In- <laughs> yeah, they
1: just kind of do their own thing. And, in fact, the son... Just kind of sits in front of the TV the whole time. It gets Matthew yeah. taken away in season one.
0: That's it. Like that, they don't really have a character at all. You don't even really know. Yeah, I sometimes forget their names because Mitch and Joel are always just doing their own thing, and they're not paying their. Which actually, um, is actually a criticism Sometimes a little bit of a criticism I have, but I also understand why they did it that way. Is because you know. Uh, they don't really have a character arc. And it's like, I feel like there's no chemistry or no relationship between Midge and her kids. Like, I feel like there there could have been, like, some sort of relationship or some sort of, like, like, they could have, like, obviously she has to be, like, this housewife that, like, doesn't really take care of her kids properly because that's what they were like back then. But I feel like there should have been more to that. You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. I know mean. what you mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's a fair criticism, but I almost, it is a running gag on the show. That it is a running gag. It is actually yeah.
0: pretty funny. Like they. Just, it
1: is funny, but it's it's also it's commentary. Yeah. It's very sad commentary on mm-hmm. the nineteen fifties and sixties. Like, or oh, you get the the feeling that both, uh, uh, Miriam or Midge and Joel aren't really ready to be parents, but are kind of, but are kind of pushed into it by their parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's also commentary on on the time period. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just, it gives, once again, interesting insight and interesting commentary.
0: No, I and the last uh, plot point I want to talk about is actually uh, a very special, a very amazing, talented actress that appears, I think, like, halfway or near the end of the season. Uh, Jane Lynch as Sophie Lennon. Yes, Sophie yes. Lennon. Yes, Jane Lynch is known for, obviously known for Glee, Sue Sylvester in, in Glee. And she basically plays this, also a female comedian but very very different from midge so uh, i think i think at first midge is like oh my god like another female comedian like that's awesome like i'm not alone in this and then she goes to meet uh sophie lennon and she goes to see her like performances and stuff and it's like sophie lennon basically whereas midge like does stand up and is authentically herself the whole time and talks about like her personal life her family life female issues uh what, how, what women feel and think and feel, Sophie Lennon just plays um, sort of like a, a cartoon character. Like she mm-hmm. has like this fat suit on and the audience is meant to laugh at her and, uh, you know, make fun of her because, you know, she's like this fat woman or something like that, or she pretends to be this fat woman and she's like just, she's just a joke. She's like this one-note joke and Midge doesn't like that, which is also commentary. <laughs>
1: Sophie Lennon's kind of ideology is that for a woman—what what did you say, DQ? It's that for a woman to make it in this world, she oh, have yeah. to almost act—they like, have to play a character. Like, Sophie Lennon's whole shtick yeah, is you can't she's be this grouchy grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she in real life, she is super posh. She has butlers. She's got this massive, um, massive mansion. apartment. Yeah, yeah,
0: or like a mansion or something like that. Yeah,
1: like, but also it's commentary. Like, for for Midge, she's being herself, but for, to, for Sophie to be successful, she has to play this— this kinda of this ouch this grouchy old grandma
0: character. Mm-hmm, exactly. And um spoiler alert, but we're gonna once we delve into the s- season one, like and the other season we're gonna have to dive into spoilers. Um Midge at the very end, very last episode of season one, she Uh, basically talks mad trash or a lot of trash about Sophie Lennon in one of her stand-ups and um, just calls her out for being fake and all that pathetic and then I think her Sophie's like manager hears or one of her, one of the people that she works with hears and she tells um, Alex Borstein or Susie Myers at the end that you know, they're gonna ruin Midge for trying to Talk trash about uh, Sophie Lennon's reputation and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's one of the big things of season one, but eventually Mitch will get by it. But I think right now we're gonna move on to season two, mm-hmm. where uh, where stuff even uh, Mitch's career picks up even more.
0: Yeah, So in season two, it starts off. I want to talk about the the first episode of season one, season two because do you remember that very first scene where she's still working at B Altman, but then she got moved down to like the what is it like they're like tell they're working the telephone or something like that
1: i think so yeah English. yeah yes.
0: and then like it's this i want to talk about the production because it's this like this long take this like one shot of like this uh person holding a male in bill be almond and then it going down into the and then you see the male go down through the vent and down into the like the lower level and then you see all the women like talking on the phone and stuff like that and it's this long sequence of Midge trying to like help all the other women you remember that? yeah it was a good sequence yeah and it's just like it's so well made and it's like the cinematographer just does such a great job at coordinating these sequences where it like goes through all the women and it's just like Midge is like in her chair like wheeling from one helping one friend to another and it's just like it's you have to watch it you have to watch it guys like it's just incredible
1: sequence in fact one of the big things that i think uh one of the uh uh what was it it was one of the sequences uh or sorry one of the long sequence The oh my god i'm I'm Mm -hmm. trying to find the words here one of the things the show does really well that I really like is the single shot moving shots. Yeah. So where the camera is, yeah. it's all a single shot. Bird movies like Birdman does it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, it's just absolutely brilliant. And there's a lot of shots like that there in Ms. There is Yeah. I'm like, a I'm an absolute sucker for those shots because they required such intricate blocking mm-hmm. and, and coordination stuff yeah, like and that. And coordination. Yeah.
0: It's I just like, brilliant. Yeah. I like look at YouTube videos and like see like how it's made and it's just amazing. Like. I don't know which season this is from, but like there's a fantasy sequence of like Midge and Joel dancing, or like early in their relationship where they're dancing out on the street, and then it's just like this long shot of them dancing out on the street, and then the camera goes like up into the sky. They use like a real life crane. I'll show you the video after. It's like this real life crane that they use to hold up the camera to get the shot, Uh, this one take of Midge and Joel dancing out on the street, and it's like this. La, La Land-esque fantasy sequence, and it's really uh, That's cool.
1: a—it's a good thing you brought up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Marvel's Mrs. Maisel reminds me of so much of Lava La Land. I really yeah. don't know why, but it completely reminds me of it.
0: It's like they're—they're di- they're two different eras, two different, completely different eras. But like, I think like the lighting and the mood and like the bright colors, the atmosphere, yeah, and the atmosphere and and the romance that's involved in in both shows um, sort of has like this similarity, right? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, in season two, um, Rose has... Or the, the Midge's mother, Rose Wiseman, I think she has... Doesn't she have, like, this breakdown where she goes to Paris because she's having, like, a midlife crisis? I believe <laughs> so, that? yeah. And yeah. then, like, uh, it's also commentary because, you know, it's, like, she also doesn't feel... She also she doesn't feel like she has a purpose anymore as a mother because her da- she feels like her daughter's out of control her husband is her husband Abe Wiseman, actually quits his job as cuz he's a university professor and yeah like what what happened there like she just like she goes nuts and she goes to paris and then she wants to like have a new life and it's just like
1: but it's one of those things that kind of makes her a little bit of a hypocrite because of, mm-hmm. st- of the stuff she's trying to enforce with Midge. Exactly. Yeah. She doesn't follow through on it, on mm-hmm. her own morals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, it's these impossible standards that were put on women mm-hmm. in the
0: 1950s and 60s. But the show handles it so well. Mm hmm. Uh, a big plot point in season two, and it takes up like the majority of the middle part of season two, is when uh, the family, once I think Rose comes back to uh back, comes back from paris she goes they go to uh the catskills which mm-hmm. uh honestly like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be honest like the catskills it's really beautiful but it seems like the the, the whitest <laughs> summer vacation home <laughs> ever because it's just like it's so bougie it's so pretty they go like they look at fire what do they even do with the catskills they just they're eating food. They're eating relaxing. Food, they're relaxing, enjoying the summer. They look at fireworks. They go on boat rides. They. Yeah. It's just like very like rich white people. Oh, stuff. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then
1: I believe when uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Susie's kind of mad because Midge has gone to the Catskills for actually mm-hmm. quite a long time, I believe. Yeah. But
0: then do you remember like Susie actually uh, sees Midge in, or like she follows Midge to the Catskills? <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they have to constantly be working or stuff like that. And, you know, uh, she just wants to keep an eye on Midge for a long, for, uh, like, her whole life and stuff like that. You know, just making sure her client isn't going crazy. And do you want to talk about uh, who Midge meets? Because she is still broken up with Joel, obviously. Yes. Who does Midge meet?
1: Does he meet him in... Now, tell me this. Is he Do we meet him in season one, or is this a new character that's I think being it's seas- introduced? I
0: think a new character is being introduced in season two. Are we talking about yeah. Benjamin? Benjamin, yes. Zachary Levi as yeah. Benjamin.
1: He is a... He's quite a likable character. He's a surgeon, mm-hmm. and he is Midge's love interest mm-hmm. through season two.
0: He's a super likable character. I was rooting for him and Midge the whole time. I know. I, I kind of was, too, but then it's it's like... And the mom was, too. Oh, my God. The mom was, like, shipping it so hard, trying to... She's finally like, oh, my gosh, like, Midge is finally, like... you know, settle down. Gonna, Yeah, potentially going to settle down with another man and stuff like that. And it's just, like, you know... But then, uh, what happens? What happens? Tell me what happens.
1: I believe, um, unfortunately, Midge goes on tour, and she has no room in her busy, busy life for mm-hmm. Benjamin. And so they break off their relationship
0: and it upsets Benjamin and especially the mother, right? Cause it's yeah,
1: because like, the mother, Rose, is still trying to cling on to the idea of uh, Midge trying to settle down and be or your typical American housewife of the 1950s and 60s. But that's just not the life Midge has now. She's I, 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 in the beginning of season two. Midge has actually garnered quite a name for herself, Miss Maisel. Um she's quite the comedian now and she's getting even more and more famous. Mm-hmm. Um and she, and she her life as a star is she's just too busy for mm-hmm. a life like uh like finding another uh finding a husband and settling down.
0: Mhm. Oh my gosh. And um Actually, there's a particular episode that I want to talk about. And I don't... It's not talked about often, but I found it, like, super, super powerful. Do you remember the episode where Benjamin introduces Midge to the New York art scene? And they go to, like, a bunch of, like, art galleries and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that episode? I believe I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, I don't know why it hit me so much, but basically... Uh, Midge is, like, talking to one of the artists and stuff like that. And, like, she gets involved in like... Uh, these ideas of, like, what makes lasting art, what makes uh, art so powerful that, you know, you just, that impacts you so hard and stuff like that. And I don't know if you remember, but, like, one of the last scenes in that episode was she's, like, looking at this painting and you never see the painting, but, like, you can tell through Midge's eyes that it affects her so much, this particular piece, because it's, like, just so beautiful and she just wants to keep that to herself and, and sort of almost, like, use that into her own art, like, make art that's lasting, make art that's impactful, and stuff like that. Like, I just, I love that scene, and it's so, like, beautifully shot, beautifully, like, detailed, and it's just, like, I'm I'm a sucker for, like, I'm a pretentious art whore, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I I just love like pretentious stuff like that. But I don't know, like you don't you agree? Like it's just little details like that in Miss. Oh yeah, art can.
1: Yeah. I think art can have an absolutely massive impact on people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and in that in that moment, it has a big impact on Midge as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's cool. It's it's a ama- it's an amazing episode and season. That's what really made season two uh, stand on its own compared to season one, because like people have like their favorites like obviously when we talked about stranger things last time season two and three weren't as good as season one i mm-hmm. thought season two was as good as season one because of it just uh, had a lot more of the same powerful moments of funny moments but also added this layer of like subtlety and nuance and stuff like absolutely. that absolutely yeah
1: Yeah. Another thing that another aspect or a character that's introduced Mm -hmm. in season two is my boy Shy Baldwin. Absolutely. (gasps) Shy
0: Baldwin. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's a. Yeah. He's an absolutely. He's a very likable character. I think you first meet him. He goes into the uh, the women's bathroom. Yeah. He goes into the women's bathroom. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I saw that and um, I refreshed my mind with the recaps and I was like, oh, yeah, he got introduced in season two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Honestly, it's. uh, And Midge is a huge fan of him. Right. Oh, a huge fan. Oh, she's completely starstruck and confused
0: why he's in the women's bathroom. Okay, okay. Um, One last thing I want to talk about. It's a character we forgot to mention in the season one section. Lenny, Lenny Bruce. Bruce. Lenny Bruce. So, um, Lenny Bruce actually gets introduced in the very first episode when Midge, if you remember, she gets caught by the police for flashing her tits at the cafe, <laughs> <laughs> and then she... um. Uh, he bails him, he her out or something like that, right? He bails her mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and then they sort of start like this weird, like not relationship, but like this friendship where they just almost have like this cosmic connection to each other because they're both comedians, uh, comedians. they're both uh, single souls trying to figure out their way through life and stuff like that and it's just, they have a very beautiful connection. I actually ship them a little bit more than Benjamin and because I found I find Lenny Bruce a more fascinating character than Benjamin and he's just he's just awesome he's he's also really funny yeah
1: well it was he's throughout the show that Lenny and Midge would get together there's a few sequences where you think oh yeah they are gonna become a couple here but mm-hmm. uh yeah it's a little it's left uh it's left in the air
0: a little bit yeah and he has like this snark to him that can come off as like kind of rude or something like that but like I don't know like it's just it just works he's not like a misogynistic pig, like, uh, some of the other male characters are, like, just pathetic or annoying, like, uh, Joel, or Joel's friend, Archie. <laughs> oh, Archie, oh yeah. my <laughs> Yeah, and, um, I think at the, the, the ending of season two, it's, like, they are, like, I think Midge is, like, watching Lenny Bruce in, like, uh and he's like singing about how uh, the song about being all alone do you remember that the yeah. title is called all alone like and it's just like it's very poignant po- poignant you know that word poignant Something? yeah yeah and it's very like sad because it's like she gets him she gets him and stuff like that and she understands like what he's going through and uh the struggles that it takes to become like a comedian in the 1950s and even like even the successful male ones, uh, male comedians that made it in the '50s and '60s, it's like a very unique industry to go into.
1: I think this is going to be a good segue for us to talk about season three now.
0: Yes, season three, the latest season, um, released in twenty last year, 2019, before COVID hit. Uh, yeah, sad face. Sad face. Take us through season three, Aiden. What happened? So in season, at
1: season three, we begin with. Uh Midge Maisel and Shy Baldwin going off on a USO tour.
0: Yeah. Which was very
1: very nineteen sixties of the show. Um, so we're getting into that. Um there's lots of performances typical of a USO
0: tour. Mm-hmm. Um
1: but there's and lots it's of like nonsense. Beautifully
0: shot too. Like similar oh, to Oh yeah, the USO tour.
1: First. Yeah. Yeah, the USO tour is beautifully shot. It's fantastic. Um it's a wonderful sequence. And mm-hmm. then we let we later get into uh
0: um, like, what are you the can things that tell that season? they had, they even they upped the budget even higher in season three. with that? Means, oh yeah, like, oh this with is all the uh, army men and just like yeah. all the performances that happen. Including yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what Joel and Midge's divorce is finalized
1: in this season yes. in a really awesome sequence with uh in this courtroom. In fact, it's one of the best sequences I think. Is um, hmm. oh what happens in this sequence? Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, you got Midge, um. uh Susie and uh, Joel finalizing the divorce, or, mm-hmm. or Midge and Joel are finalizing the divorce. And the judge is like, "Do like, along or something like that?" Or she, just, yeah, because yeah. she has to, Midge has to go do a performance. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the judge is like, "You two seem to get along very well. Are You sure you want a divorce?" And they're like, "Yeah, no, because we want at a that,
0: divorce." Yeah, because at that point, like, they're they're uh, they're cool with each other. Like they made amends and stuff like that. But then, like, it's also commentary because the judge is being super like stereotypical misogynistic and stereotypical like oh like you guys don't seem unhappy like you shouldn't get divorced it's like it's not your place to say it judge yeah no just not because, the
1: judge's place to yeah, say it of all things yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah. And but then, lots of stuff happens in this
0: season I'm and just, then remember yeah. what Susie said <gasps> or like I I like what happened? Like See, oh, I Joel, think I believe Susie oh,
1: claims Joel is a uh, is cheating is one of Joel's uh, that she's one of Joel's mistresses
0: mistresses Yeah, even though she wasn't because uh, Susie just hates Joel <laughs> just to get her out of there Yeah, her performance get her Yeah, because the judge is just being so annoying. Like I actually Yeah, now that I think about oh, it, oh, you I'm don't like, let the judge? judge. The judge is just being so annoying. And it's just like come on, like they need to get a divorce. They're not right for each other. Mitch deserves to be with Lenny Bruce, like
1: yeah, absolutely. You know. Um, mm-hmm. and later in the sh- later in the show, we get uh, we get a little bit more of uh, Midge and Shy
0: Baldwin. We get to know Shy Baldwin and his manager Reggie a lot more. Yes, um, Reggie, played by the amazing Sterling K. Brown from the show. Yeah. this is us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's an amazing actor. Reggie's <clears throat> a great character in the show. <clears throat> yeah, but one of the things that uh, you'll learn about Shy, and I think one of the most. Sad sequences in the entire show is was one that Shy goes off on his own a lot. He kind of ditches his crew
0: a mm-hmm. and lot. He, he when becomes it, a little bit like there's hints about like what like him being a little bit problematic. Like he's like um, he has doesn't his show big, up to practices. He, yeah, doesn't show up to practices. Never on time. He's kind of rude sometimes, and has like these outbursts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah. we learn a little later. Um, so Midge goes to look for Shy Baldwin and we find Shy in his little, uh, boat that he sails around. Um, he's beaten and badly bruised. Midge is trying to care for him. And it's here we learn that Shy Baldwin is actually gay.
0: hmm. Yes. Oh, just, I was, I, I don't know if I would say I was surprised. Uh, I just wasn't, I guess I just wasn't really expecting. It. I never really thought about it that way until it was revealed. And I'm like, oh, wait. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, it's kind of unexpected commentary. And uh, it definitely was true to that time, to that era and stuff like that. You oh, know, yeah. uh, it's
1: one of the saddest sequences in the entire show. It was, it, it's not, there's not a lot of sequences I would define as hard to watch, but that sequence was just hard to watch. Yeah, you you just, felt,
0: yeah, you felt so bad for him.
1: Yeah, for shy because he's just trying. He's just trying to find love. He yeah, like he, he can't help what he is. As and much as society back then thinks, mm-hmm. thinks it was his choice, but it, it's not exactly. It, and it's just it's so sad because he's he was just he was badly beaten mm-hmm. in that and, place, and, and Midge was just trying to care for him. Oh, it, it's hard. It was definitely a hard sequence mm-hmm. to think about because it's just heartbreaking.
0: And it's a very like eye opening thing for Mitch, because she never had to like she never really experience something like that or she couldn't experience something like that or she never had to take care of someone uh like that's in that situation in that really yeah. hard situation and it was just it was just heartbreaking
1: yeah absolutely uh, and another th- and i think there's another sequence or another uh character that's introduced is one of abe's old friends yes um, you talk playwright.
0: About that yeah yeah
1: he was a playwright but um he was blacklisted for mm-hmm. uh his communist party mm-hmm. connections. And this is it's also another topic that I think mm-hmm. that the show deals with really well. So this guy is blacklisted um but it deals with like the like mccarthyism, the red scare of the 1950s mm-hmm. and 60s. What but is it the red
0: scare though? The red right.
1: scare is back then when people were really scared of communism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the red oh. scare. That's mccarthyism. So that was senator mccarthy kind of using his uh, his power as a senator to just call it, say who anyone who disagrees with him as a communist. And back then, people were super scared of communism, and that would cause people to turn on his critics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens with Abe's friend, is that he has Communist Party connections, and people don't like that, and so he is blacklisted. Mm-hmm. And he's just on this beach just kind of selling appliances on the beach. And it's just it's so sad when you see him, this very prominent playwright. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's just kind of left to the wayside because of his
0: political ideologies. Hmm. Hmm. What were what were those uh, men that were that Abe started hanging out with in season three? Because yeah. Like-
1: oh my goodness! Oh, there's like these uh, these people that Abe starts hanging out with, and they just start chilling in his house, and they start filling up his
0: house like really. Quickly. Yeah, it's like who who were they again? Like I forgot. Like. This I think they were like, they were just sequence. they were philosophers. philosophers, deep thinkers or like political activists or something like that, something around those. yeah,
1: things. but they're everywhere. They filled the house super quickly because Abe's trying to have a very
0: Intelligent conversation, with mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. and then it like upsets uh, Rose so much because obviously it's just like, what the hell is my? Her house is filled with a bunch of random, random men, people and smoking. they start sleeping over, and they start abusing Zelda. Oh my God, Zelda! Poor oh Zelda. poor Zelda.
1: Zelda is just work to the brim in the show. Zelda is
0: she's just trying her Zelda hardest. Zelda is basically uh, the Mazel's maid, and um, there's like this funny sequence where like Rose and like one of the one of the men. Uh, that Abe hang out with, like, they're trying to abuse Zelda, or, like, Zelda's, like, treated as his dog, it's like, Zelda, do this, and then the other one's like, Zelda, no, do this, and then Zelda's like, what do I do, she has to make a choice, choice." and it's like, I feel so bad, but, like, that's how it was like, that's basically the joke, (laughs) just, uh, uh, poor Zelda, poor Zelda, poor Zelda, um, what else happened in season three that was... uh,
1: Lots of stuff happened in season 3. In fact, season 3 is where her career starts really taking mm-hmm. off. She gets her gig at the Apollo. Um, and yeah, she, it's just a and lot of stuff happens it, for her.
0: like even bigger. Like she does she keeps doing her standups uh even when she's not touring with Shai Baldwin or they're not working together yeah, like in meet, the in the bars and stuff.
1: We meet Rose's family.
0: Oh yeah, talk about that. What happened?
1: Yeah, Rose's family is like this super rich um, oil profiteers, mm-hmm. and we meet her brother, and they're running this business. She gets money from this trust fund, and after Abe quits his job, uh, Rose gets worried about their money situation, and so she's just trying to get more money for this trust fund. Mm-hmm. And then she sees that women are clearly excluded from this family trust yeah. fund, even though the the matriarch of the family and the founder of this uh, of the business and the trust fund was the uh, grandma was, um, I believe, Rose's grandmother. and um, so She feels completely I know, excluded. that's just yeah. so... Yeah. And she feels completely excluded, and so she declines the money out of a principled stand. And that makes me like Rose a
0: lot, because yeah. those guys on the council were complete jerks. It, complete sexist It jerks. completely, like... It almost, like, makes you understand why she is the way she is, right? Like, this mm-hmm. the very hardened uh, mother uh, housewife, because, you know, she grew up like that, and she was in a household where... She couldn't be anything more than uh, what society told her to be. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another yep. funny episode that I want to talk about is, do you remember when um, to make extra to make extra money in New York City, Midge and Susie um, hustle and they have to do, like, a bunch of radio ads? <laughs> yeah, oh, all <laughs> the radio so ads are hilarious. Funny. That was, like, the funniest oh my scene. Goodness. That was, like, one of the funniest episodes. And it's also, like, a really well-done sequence, right? Because they're just, like hopping yeah. from one radio station to the other.
1: <laughs> oh, but there's a one sequence where they do a radio after this crazy right-wing
0: politician. Yeah. And even Susie's like, this woman's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's just, like, it's very, like, how do you say it? Like, scary and, like, dictatorial. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um but it's a great sequence of her going from radio station to radio you station. Remember? And yeah. she's getting paid, not in money, but in getting paid in like
0: in like in souvenirs and I stuff. Know, so oh what does she, she get paid She barely gets paid or something like that. Like it's just like so exhausting. Like you can see like their their hustle and uh, oh no, do you remember the funniest advertisement? Was like, oh, what was, was, like, it was, like, this one ad where it was, like, this, like, children's ad or something like that, and then Midge has to voice, like, this little kid, um, and the little kid is talking about, like, this lollipop or something, or, like, this popsicle, mm-hmm. and then Midge is, like, it's so big, daddy. <laughs> it's so uh- big. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? You oh, remember man. that? That was a great you sequence. Oh that. yeah, and then and then and then um, what's it called? Susie was just like, "What the hell is this? This is like a porno." And then the guy's like, "It's not a porno. It's he, she, she's talking about like candy or something like that or something like that. I forgot." <laughs> and, then, and then and then I'm sorry. Oh, and then really Mitch is know. like, "Okay, this really sounds like a porno because she just keeps saying and she has to do it in like this little little like little girl voice and it makes it sound so." Kinda feel like weird. Kinda feel like it's so yeah, big, daddy. it's weird. <laughs> it's so big. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: Too funny. Those are great. Those those are great sequences. Oh my they really god. were.
0: Sounds like yeah, it really does sound like a porno, like a very <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> scandalous. I think we're
1: gonna scandalous. I think I think yeah, absolutely scandalous. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things I want to talk about now is our final
0: thoughts on the show. Yes. Um, I am super super excited for season four, and I um. I just I love it. Like, I think it it does it does a lot of things right. And I think it understandably is why uh, it's Amazon's biggest show.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, gee, there is a lot of reasons why it's one mm-hmm. of Amazon's biggest show. It's an absolutely fantastic show. Uh, I highly mm-hmm. recommend you go watch it. It's, it it's, is definitely it's,
0: binge watchable.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is definitely binge watchable. That's our second show that is absolutely binge mm-hmm. watchable. Like, go watch the show. It is, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a all episodes show. are yeah, out I, at
0: once, like Stranger Things for per season. And I have mm-hmm. one more question. What are you looking forward to in season four?
1: <laughs> I want to know what happens with Shy Baldwin. I want to know what happens I was, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. at the end, uh, Midge makes some, makes a up in like for Shy Baldwin, uh, in his like hometown. And she basically, like, very subtly makes jokes about his sexuality, and it does not go well. Yeah. And unfortunately, Shy cuts her off of the tour, yeah. and it's just really sad. Yeah. So, and that's how it ends. Um, but
1: honestly, it's um, yeah. I want to learn I'm, what happens. I'm with very curious about
0: because uh, uh, Susie also has like a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it basically ruins uh, Mitch and hers finances, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about what's going to happen to Abe and Rose and all that. And oh, oh my God. I heard this one theory that um, the creators actually spoke about or like the actors spoke about of like Susie is like low key in love with Midge. <laughs> I know. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. Think about that it. That is a bombshell. What do you think about that? I think it should. I can't see really? it. No, we I can't, can't see-, see
1: them being a couple. No, I can't see Oh, it. come on. No, I can't, I can't see them being a couple. I I, really? I, I don't ship that. You
0: don't ship that. No, I don't. I totally, I, no, okay, I, I do told, not. I okay, do first not. of all, I totally see Susie being a lesbian. Like, Susie has to be a lesbian.
1: I thought she she was, uh she had a thing for her, or her and her roommate were a couple. Her and her roommate were a couple? No. She has a roommate. No, yeah, a very no, small no, 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 I those. don't think they
0: were a couple. I think they were just, like, roommates, roommates and, and good, good friends. friends. Yeah, but... It,
1: I, I can't see Midge
0: and uh, really and Susie I feel like they'd be like a bomb couple like I think they'd be awesome together there'd be a power couple. couple yeah literally a manager and a spicy too like because Midge is Alex Borstein or Susie's very like butch and Midge is very like late like prim and, prim and proper and stuff like this, so I think that would be that's like top tier lesbian right there <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on! Well, who knows? All hey, the, that's yeah, all the other, stuff they can do in season. All four? the other men is like not good enough for her, and they already like keep teasing Lenny, Bruce, and Midge, but it never happens. So why doesn't she just go and sleep with Susie? With, with Susie, yeah. Who knows what will happen? That's that's for Susie. Susie's four. definitely a lesbian. I'm calling it right now, and she's going to confess to Midge, or they're going to sleep with each other. I'm mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen in season four, but I'm excited though. I'm excited. I am so
0: excited. But I think that is a wrap on the marvelous. This is Maisel. One of our, definitely on my top 10 shows. Really, top I'm
1: not ashamed to admit it. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Mrs. Maisel is a fantastic it's show. It's
0: definitely, uh, it's definitely in my favorites of like 30, 40 shows. Uh, that i love oh yeah wow. but i watch a lot of tv and for for it to be up there in the top like 25 is really really good
1: that's pretty prestigious to be on dq's top four yeah
0: it is right it is i should show you my yeah. list it's a lot
1: i watch your yeah. list anyway thank you so much for listening everybody and tune in next time take care everybody bye